Welcome to the station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Spencer Wilding, who's played a lot of wild things. And it's very cool to have you here. <laughs> yeah. I'm a wilding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're so how you talk- doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for being on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for doing it. I was really excited that uh, you were into it. Yeah, man. Well into it. Yeah, and when I announced it, I, I want to say everyone uh, on my Facebook and social media said, "Oh, he's a really nice guy." All the people that met you at, at different conventions. Yeah, I paid him well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. Yeah. You don't have yeah. you don't have to ask for a refund. No, no, so they're great guys. You know, I do these comic cons all over the world, man, and uh, I just love meeting the horror fans. Do you know what I mean? They're oh, yeah, yeah. all over the place. They're great. You know, some of the cosplays is unbelievable. You know, some yeah. of the characters I've played, some of the characters. I remember doing the uh, Monster Mania in Philadelphia, and I turned around and there was a little little girl, she's called Little One, and she dressed as the Wolfman from uh-huh. the Wolfman. And it was like, oh my God, you know, that's that's like I'm looking at myself here from the from the set, you know? Yeah. And and, and she'd been working on it all year. And uh, and she goes, I'm going to keep it on for three days. I'm like, what is that <laughs> real glue you're using? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So were you a horror fan before getting into the movies? You know what? I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to lie to you. You know, I, <laughs> the first horror film I ever watched was Evil Dead One, okay. right? And then I watched Nightmare on Elm Street One, and they just both did me in. Man, I was a young <laughs> kid, so I, mm-hmm. so I love playing in the horrors, but I didn't really get into horrors till a few, few years back. You know. And then I started to enjoy them, connecting to the feelings that we have, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't hiding behind any cushions anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That must have been fun, though, too. Uh, then you can re- you can discover all these movies that were new to you. Yeah. That was great. Oh, I'm always uh, going onto the horror channels now, checking things out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I, we were talking a little bit before I started recording about The Devil Conspiracy, which came out Friday the 13th. And I went, I, I go see basically all, all the new horror movies and just a lot of the new movies in general. I like to watch movies. And yeah. so I went in not really knowing anything about it. And <laughs> I, I thought it was great. It, it had uh, so much stuff going on. It was kind of a 70s exploitation movie with, with the cults. And then I was really happy to see like big monsters in it, like yourself. I was like, oh, this has a lot of stuff in it that I like as, as a movie fan. Yeah, man. You know what? Um, you know, obviously, it's a process to go to a character. And when they started to show me the, pizza, the pictures of the beast, the gra- beast of the ground, <laughs> and then, you know, I went for me fittings and stuff that from there. From uh, Neil Gorton's place, the great team, you know what I mean? They're, they're like one of the best out there. And uh, I've worked with them for many years. And then I started seeing it to grow. And I thought we're going to be using a makeup here. That's going to be an animatronic head. And I do I do prefer a makeup, but these animatronic heads, if they're not too heavy, you can they re- you can really work with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, when I started to swing the chain about, you know, chopping heads off and stuff like that, he was moving lovely. And I thought, well, no, nah, we can do some stuff with this character. He's going to come across really well. And then... Uh, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was worried I wasn't going to get to see the film for another few months after America because it didn't come out mm-hmm. to the UK till uh, till later on down the line. And uh, but Nathan sent me a, a screener, and I went, "Oh yes, I'm going to get to see it." You know, <laughs> yeah. when I seen it, I was really, I really enjoyed it. You know, I really enjoyed how, what what Nathan did, did did with the show and everybody's input, and it it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it, it's a uh, very ambitious movie. There's also much going on, and uh, the sets, uh, you know, I the sets are real places. So, what what were some of those sets like? Amazing, you know. I've I've filmed in Prague a few times, and it has got that darkness about it. You know what I mean? So when you go to these 
when they took us to the locations and he, when he's in the cave there, you know, and, and, you know, and when, when, when I'm uh, running around with these like 50 odd priests are killing that scene, you know, yeah. and uh, 95% of them were, were, were extras, you know, they did a brilliant job, but some of them like to get close to the camera, you know, and I, I, I said to them, I said, listen, I know it's a prop, but this is a real chain and this has got a real blade on it. You know what I mean? And it, you know, if you come too close to it, when he, when the beast of the ground is getting into it, your head's going to come off if it connects. <laughs> and I remember what, cause you could hardly see through the helmet, you know what yeah. I mean? So I was tuning into the character using the dark side and the forces. <laughs> and, uh, I just seen it just for a little crack in the helmet. Or one of the guys was running towards us. I was like, Whoa. And I, I was literally <laughs> that close to him. I know if his head come off, they would have kept that in the, in the film for sure. Yeah. But, um, I really, like I say, I really like love playing these characters and it was a fun character to play. And I really felt, the presence come through of the character and hope that the fans seen that as well, you know, watching the film. No, yeah, you're very memorable in it. Uh, it was one of the standout things for me in the movie because I always like the big monster guys in the movies and uh, he just looked awesome. And uh, Brilliant, so man. when you first like see your, well, I guess you see in the pictures and then when you first see yourself or maybe you couldn't see yourself if there wasn't too many eye holes there, uh, what goes into like how you're going to move as the character? Well, you know, it, it, I'm, <laughs> I'll do my own movements with each character, but I'm really connected to my spirituality and I come into it. <clears throat> and when I open up the doorway to the soul of that character, he comes in, you know, and everything just comes in at the same time. He's like literally the beast of the ground. You know, he's a dark soul when you're working for the devil and you're being summoned that way. Uh, it can get a bit dark, you know, mm. it always helps with the character, but sometimes you <laughs> get, get out of my head now. <laughs> you yeah. know, you've had this one, go back now, you know, but um, he just, he, well, it or whatever you want to call him, um, he just flowed, man. He just flowed, and he just wants to take his his orders and you know, kill. That's what I do, you know. And I'm going to just do it in the most gruesome ways possible because that's what he does, you know. He's the beast of the ground, and you're going to see him, and feel yeah. him. Now he said about dark because the movie has a real a lot of dark like themes and elements. You know, they're <laughs> kidnapping these women, but at the same time, like with the monsters, there's a level of fun to it, and I think it really does a good job of not becoming too silly and also not too grim where it's like, just like a feel bad movie. Yeah. He's in the middle, you know, and you know, so that's a lot of audience can watch that. Yeah. You know, I've had 14, 15, I'll be all over that film. I didn't enjoy yeah, exactly. it. You know, yeah. you know, so it is, it is great. You know, it's, it's going to hit all the audience there and they'll tune in. I can't wait for it to come to the UK, you know, so all lot can see it, you know, but I've, I've had a lot of friends and family in America and they've really, you know, really enjoyed it. You know, and they said it was, it was you know, it had its jumpy bits, it had its funny bits, it had a little bit of scary bits, you know. Yeah. And it was just, it was a great storyline, you know what I mean? It was, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. You know what I yeah, mean? me too. Uh, a real quick, something I should have brought up with Nathan, too, when you said all the extras there, you don't always see that in a lot of movies anymore where there's a lot, uh, you know, it's there's either like CG people or something, but it seemed like, you know, the, the cult, there's a lot of people there when, when you're killing everybody and stuff. Oh, they were all very real. There's no CGI yeah. there. You know, there was a lot of screams going on. <laughs> when they were saying, cut, they're still screaming. I'm still coming. You know, I don't hear it sometimes. So they, they put an earpiece in me. But when you're in these costumes, you sweat a lot, you know. Yeah. You generate a lot of heat. So this is, <laughs> you can't hear. Sometimes you don't hear them say cut, you know. Right. So when they're saying cut, cut, I'm like, oh, they want to cut more. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
has that improved over the years being able to see and hear? Cause you know, I've interviewed people from all different decades of uh, play monsters. And it seems like that's always been you know, our problem. Sometimes you can't hear or see very well. Yeah, well, that, you know, that's part the parcel, but I've been in the industry from, for 20 years, but the first character I ever played, you couldn't see breathe. And we were on stilts playing the werewolf from the prison of Azkaban in Harry Potter, you yeah. know? So I started off in the deep end with them sort of costumes, but, the you know the, the makeup artists, uh, the creature that creature people that the, the, the animatronic guys, they make it as best as they can for the performer inside there, so we can do our job as well. You know, if we can't move, it's 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 a puppet. You know what I mean? So we've got to connect to that, and and you know they, I, I, you know, I've never had a bad bad word to say about any of my costumes. If there's difficulties going on, you work with it. You know, yeah. and uh, the character will work with you, and you just you know do your job. Mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes people overlook the um, like the physical acting of people in the suits because uh, I've seen movies where that you could tell the person's not doing a good job and it really takes away. I mean, uh, it's a really important role. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, man, it's, it's, you've got to do the job. And you know, when you're casting, I've I've been in a lot of films, done a lot of characters, so that so the industry know what I'm about and they'll bring it. You know, if I don't bring it, I'm not the man for the job. Bring somebody else on. You know, and uh, a good luck to that person. But um, yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I love playing the monsters. You know, every, every actor likes to get his face seen as well. But I just really like connecting to the monsters as well. You know, it's a different sort of presence. You yeah. know, so it's good. Well, along those lines, do you think of them as a monster? Do you ever try to find like the humanity in the character, or does that yeah, it depends know, on what it is? You know, playing the wolf man. You know, right. so he's, he's a wolf man, isn't he? You know, Frankenstein and stuff like that. You know. He, he he's uh, you know he's been brought back together with a bit of this and a bit of that and a lot of electricity you know you connect into that and then you'd like this characters on like Doctor Who when you're playing a uh, Skeldak in the submarine and he's you're in this big suit but inside the suit is the alien you know so you gotta you gotta do that going on as well you know playing the suit playing the alien inside of it but uh, yeah I've, I've played so many different characters from from this earth and not from this earth, you know? Uh, Then what happens when I open up and they come in and play, you know, and I enjoy it. And I've got a lot of friends going on in my head, so it never gets boring up there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. When you take on an iconic character like Frankenstein or the Wolfman and Darth Vader, but the three are different because the Wolfman and Frankenstein's a new version of them, where Darth Vader, you're playing one that was, you know, already done in a way. Yeah. Uh, Do you go back and look at the original movies? To, to yeah, well, have I, some sort of like connection or well i was five years old in 1977 you know my might have said this a few times on the comic cons and, and q and a's my dad took me to see uh in prestatin uh theaters cinemas picture house uh i was five years old I and mean, when we got to the counter my, my, my dad, I was only what, I was only little. I'm not six or eight then. There he is, I was five years old. He put, he was paying, and he pushed me to the right, you know. And I'm just thinking that, well, you know, sat down there on my popcorn and my ice cream, and I, I'm waiting for these battleships to come out and everything like that. And you're just a guy in a bed with a woman. I'm thinking, what's going on here? And what he did, he didn't want to see Star Wars, so he just snuck me in to see Pink Panther. <laughs> so they came out at the same time sure. but you know and then my mum went to take me the next day but he's such an iconic character to play Darth Vader and like I say Darth Vader there's one presence and spirit of Darth Vader he uses his actors you know mm-hmm. so uh, and he brings them in and whatever 
Um, so there's one movement that will not change. There's one Darth Vader, so that will not change. But there'll be many actors to play him over the next thousand years, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just I, the, the presence comes into you anyway. The, the, we have a movement coordinator who's a brilliant uh, performer as well, uh, creature performer and actor is called Paul Casey. And so he just adjusted our gait a little bit here and there because two of us playing, uh, myself and Daniel LaPruce. So I'm sure Daniel had training with uh, Paul as well, but we were filming on different different times, you know, mm. different days. But like they, them iconic characters, yeah, there's no change in there. You know, that, that Star Fader, he will all of a sudden move in a different way. You know, he's Star Fader. That's it. Yeah. You know, and he's, I, I play around with my characters a lot as well on set, but. Darth Vader wouldn't let me play. He was he was demanded authority, and you know, you, you know, and that was it. You can't play with it. You try to play, he, he wouldn't let you. When you're in the character, that's it. You do as you're told. You know, mm-hmm. you take your orders off the emperor, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Wolfman. I didn't really watch you know, the original Wolfman's and things like that. You know, I just when the when the character came to me, a movement came to me, and he's ferocious. You know, I was doing 21 hour back to backs on that film. I was I was getting my sleep in the in the makeup chair, but when he turned on. And the cameras started rolling. The energy was, he's a predator, you know, and he was, he was just something else, you know, running, running along the rooftops, ripping guts out, eating livers. And oh, I was a bloody film, you know, but yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed playing I, the Wolfman. I love Wolfman, yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, w- when you saw yourself as the Wolfman, like uh, the first time, like what goes through your mind? I mean, it's got to be a pretty wild experience. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable, you know. So, <coughs> I remember the the first test makeup with Mr. Rick Baker, right? Mm-hmm. Another we, uh, a legend, and you know, mate, Austin, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I remember. Let, let me just go back a bit. But, but the first time, uh, Steve, because uh, I was Benicio del Toro's stunt double, mm-hmm. and so I was helping him out. You know, uh, this he, got, he asked me to come in. CC Smith asked me to come in and said, "Can you show Benny some movements?" Blah 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 blah. You might be doing some wider, wide stuff. But because the character came when I was playing the woman, they let me get on with it. You know, Benny went in the makeup a few times, but they, I was, I was, you know, I was doing a lot of the work. You know, and. Uh, so, so Steve Dent said, "Spend Rick Baker's coming in." And, and, and honestly, Rick Baker's, I, I wasn't sure who he was. You know what I mean? I was, I didn't really follow the films. Blah blah blah. It was a long time ago, and uh, so Rick Baker came in, and he was like that, and his ponytail, and I was like, oh, "Wow!" And I was looking at him, and he's looking at me, and I was walking around these stilts, doing all these movements and stuff. <laughs> he was just staring at me, and I'm thinking, "Who's that? Who's that? Who's that?" And uh, he, and he just looked at me, and back then I was five stone lighter, you know, and. He looked at him and he goes, Frankenstein, you know? Oh, wow. He's seen, Carlo- he seen Carlos Boros in my face, you know? Yeah. And what? Wrong, Boris, Boris Carlos. Yeah, I'm dyslexic. Things come out <laughs> the wrong way sometimes. The missus <laughs> laughing at me. But um, we're in a hotel up, 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 up here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I was just like, oh, right, okay. Frankenstein, great. And he, and he always said I would have loved to put you in a Frankenstein make- makeup. You know, so uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that might happen one day. Well, well, but it was just, it was just uh, great to work with Rick and Dave Elsie and the, the other guys. It was, it was an honor. You know what I mean? And uh, the Wolfman got me a seventh uh, Oscar. You know, so I was, again, That's you know, amazing, I was yeah, yeah. makeup man. It was, it was such a privilege to be be there. Um, so they, I did all the movements. Then I started doing the wide stuff, and then the close up stuff. And the Wolfman was there. And I remember that. Uh, uh, at the uh, the end of the test makeup, when they got the green light, you know, when uh, 
the, the director says, yes, that's, that's good. That's, that's ready. It's picture ready. You know what I mean? Camera ready, whatever. So he brought, after 11 hours in the makeup chair, right? He brought all the, all the creature crew in and 40 there at Palmer Studios. And they brought a big bottle of champagne in and there's the wolf man. Everybody <laughs> clapping the hands. You know what I mean? And uh, Rick Baker goes, Ben, go into wolf mode. So I just <laughs> crept down. I, went, <laughs> I just went into the wolf man there. You know what I mean? And he goes, what are you feeling? Because obviously going into the predator of the wolf man, he was, he was picking up on fear. And there was one person in that room. There's a little Spanish lady, and she's about four or five lines deep. It's only a small room. So there's 40 people, and everybody's quite cramped. And uh, and he goes, what are you feeling? I said, the the, the girl at the back there, she's, she's scared. And I, I just wanted to eat her, you know? Right, right. I wanted to rip her face off. And he goes, he goes, Go for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I chased around the studios and she, she, it messed her up for about three days. And it took her up three days to come back and I had to say sorry and blah, blah, blah. And they said, listen, if you can do that without a camera in, in front of you, then this is going to be, this is going to work out great. Cause it didn't yeah. use too much CGI with the Wolfman. They yeah. made his mouth a little bit bigger now and again. But, um, we, we, we worked, we worked and we pulled it off. And, uh, and, uh, Dave, Dave Garrick was a good friend, uh, Big stunt man. Uh, he showed me how to do a bit of stunt work, and uh, I showed him how to do the movements of the Wolfman. And, and he was the werewolf, I was the Wolfman. And then uh, obviously, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Benito Delatore doing their thing as well. And uh, it was just awesome, man. Do you know what I mean? To be on set, chewing on uh, Emily Blunt's neck, you know what I mean? And <laughs> fighting away. And it was just it was with Sir Anthony Hopkins, it, you know, as a fellow Welshman, but. You know what? What what living legends these yeah, are! And yeah. What what an amazing moment in time that I can remember. You know, you know, it was twelve years ago, man. It was just, it was just. You know, I smile at night when you know it's all yeah. good. It's yeah. a, honestly I, one of the best, my favorite looking uh, werewolf in movies. And uh, yeah, awesome. he's, yeah, he's he's great, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I really love it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great if they brought me brought us back again and let me loose. Let me, uh, you know, what I mean, I never look at a full moon the same way again. Do you know what I mean? After <laughs> playing the wolf man yeah. and the werewolf and Harry Potter, you do look at a full moon in a different way. You know. <laughs> so was it eleven hours to put on the makeup every time, or just the no, first no, time? no? Okay. That was the, that was the test makeup. Right. You know, what I mean, that was the test makeup. We got it down to about four hours, three and a half hours of wardrobe, five hours. Sometimes I'll be make makeup chair at one thirty AM. I'll be on set for half seven, eight o'clock at night, uh, in the morning. Yeah. So uh and that went on. I did over a hundred makeups on that job, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh well, what, what advice would you give to an aspiring uh someone who's getting a lot of makeup? Like what do you do for those hours? Do you do you kind of do you listen to music, do you zone out? You know, <clears throat> they'll, they'll, they really look after you the creature guy you know but the makeup guys but they're in an hour before you as well you know mm -hmm. but um they'll sit you down they'll give you a cup of tea whatever you want put your put a little laptop on there watch a film but i've had been in that many makeups I, my body just goes into a like a subconscious and it just i just switch off mm -hmm. i'll sit there sometimes i'll go to sleep and if they want an expression out here they'll poke you in the face to wake you up <laughs> you know but uh, all I can say is just relax, just relax and enjoy the moment. You know, you're on a film set, you're playing a character. There's a million people out there who would love to be in, this, in your shoes. So right, just right. enjoy it, you know. Yeah. And if, you know, sometimes if, if you don't like latex and stuff like that and you feel like your skin's giving it, just take an antihistamine, drink plenty of water and that'll chill things out for you, you know. Um, and just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. It's not going to be forever. And just let the character come through right. and just, just, just yeah. enjoy but it. But the, the yeah. film will last forever. 
Yeah, of course, man. You right. uh, forever, forever. Yeah. So when you first uh, did makeup, like, was it something you had to get used to, or, or were you kind you kind of were good with it right away? Yeah, it was all right with it. You know, it was, it was good on the on the wolf man. We're doing six days a week, so you, you know, sometimes your skin will kick off a little bit. I'm not allergic to latex, but if you if you're in makeup, you know, six days a week. Yeah, for 20 hours a day you know right. it, you, your skin's got to breathe but that dumps back then it probably wouldn't happen so much now you know but um but there's the only way they could get the get the get the shots done you know it was, it, yeah, i was doing my job and you know he kept on bringing in loads of different performers and to do it it's going to cost them too much and take much too much time so we just get in there do do it and smash it and get it out there you know um yeah i just you just you just roll with it each makeup, it's like any, any any job. The more you do it, the better you get at it, and you, you find different ways that helps you more. You know, they'll they'll the creature guys will find different ways to make the process because time is money in the industry. You know, uh, that so if, if their first makeup costs, uh, you know, did four or five hours, then they'll bring that down. They'll half that going through the production. You know what I mean? Without putting too much pressure on themselves. Uh, how about the, using the stilts? Is that something you had done before? Well, I first first ever went on stilts was obviously with the with the the whale from the Prince of Azkaban, and myself and Marnix Vanderbroek, who was a, uh, a ballet dancer from uh, from Holland. He's a friend now, but uh, we went through because these are tesk stilts. Nobody, nobody, no actors had been on these stilts before, so it was all you know trying it out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Let's go somewhere else with it. And me and Marn Hicks had blisters from hell for a, a good month. So, because he's still sort of, because uh, I'm on the phone, I can't really show you what I'm doing, but you'd walk you'd walk through the knee and the, 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 the shape would be like that, like a dog's leg, you know? Mm. And then you've got uh, in the suit and then you've got an animatronic head. So if you look at the werewolf, I know it's 99.9% CGI, but there's stills there, and you can see a little bit of a nose shape in there, like it's where it's Adam's apples is. And then it's an animatronic head with a couple of puppeteers yeah. uh, behind off camera just working it, you know? And But there's only so much you could have done in that suit then. Now, with everything moving forward, I'm sure the suit would be a lot easier to work, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, still, they just got better each way through. In the end on the Wolfman, they started with stilts, then, but then they put on like a hard rubber uh, mold and then like a big thick, uh, like a uh, rubber on your heel. And I could run around, somersault, jump off this, jump off that on them. You know what I mean? They really worked for yeah. me. But, um, you know, and then, but the, the likes on Kilowog, on the Green Lantern, I played Kilowog on the Green Lantern before mm -hmm. that and over in New Orleans for four months. That was a motion cam suit with markers on it. And I was on stilts that took these lights nearly nine feet high. They were plasterous stilts. But again, good stilts. I can run around on them. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. confident on them. And I will test the stilt. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, what's your background before you were in the movies? Were you uh, athletic? Were you in sports or anything? Well, I was I was a professional kickboxer. Oh, okay. Welsh, I didn't know this. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, the Welsh British kickboxing champion. But I beat two really good world champions. And then I went into professional boxing I fought in Bethnal Green, York Hall, the heart of boxing in the UK, uh, and undefeated there. Because I've come from a Sicilian family, we got uh, called Gitsi uh, and the Wilding side as well. They're both 
my dad's dad was a boxer. Uh, my my uncles, my granddad were boxers. Uh, and my uncle Carl Gizzy went the distance with Joe Bugner, fought Jack Bandel, sparred with Muhammad Ali 40 years ago. Oh, wow. You know, so we've got that in our genes. We've got professional football players. My cousin Jason Fisk, he was cap for Wales many a times, played for Arsenal and this, that and the other. Um, yeah, so we've got, we, you know, we've got a lot of sporty people in our in our family. Then then my brother uh, was a big musician. He was with The Fall, F-A-L-L, The Fall for many years, you know. And my dad was a supporting band for The Beatles. You know, my sister was oh, a big wow, makeup really artist. Wild. Yeah, yeah but, but, but and my sister was a makeup artist, you know. She, yeah. she were, all, were all doing our thing, you know. Yeah. So how did you transition from uh, a fight from uh, combat sports into uh, movies? So what I do, I found out where the director lived grabbed hold of him, put him in the back of the boot, told him who I was, and put me in the film. <laughs> no. Um, if, you know what? Uh, everything that's happened in my life is a big picture with the little pieces, and now it's complete. So I started on every job out there. You know, I was in the building sites. I worked on the doors of security, uh, obviously the boxing and the kickboxing. Uh, and that's that helped me intensely because I got signed up with a sports agency in the beginning of my career that put... Yeah top athletes in the in the movies tv adverts and stuff like that they look to the best you know mm-hmm. and at the time i was one of the best at what i did so they brought you in and then i got more of an acting agent down the line morella cherry actors agency uh and they got got me more roles speaking this that and the other you know more depth into the acting um yeah and that's how i got in so quite and i how i got in because i couldn't read or write so i was 32 years old and very dyslexic oh, you know, wow, I didn't know I'm very open about it because there's a lot of kids out there with dyslexia and they hide. Don't hide. It's a gift. You're going to be really good at something. So you you find what you're good at and you go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's it. Because back when I was in school, they didn't understand about dyslexia. You were just like, so I I had to get my attention by being a clown or something like that, you know? And then I was, I didn't like bullies. I'd go and fight the bullies, you know? I I was one of them. I was a protector, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this has all been part of my picture. You know, my life at my acting school has been my life, you know. So I didn't go to acting school or anything like that. Uh, But then, because I was going for audition to audition to audition in the beginning, I couldn't read or write. I was fading at all my auditions. I wasn't getting them. And then then the phone went very quiet for over a year, you know. And um, it probably got around in the industry, you know, the casting agents are sending us an actor who can't read what you're doing. You know, so we're very quiet because I was a ta- I was a, the kid in town that did good, you know, right. and so I, they, everybody followed me for the kickboxing. So everybody was in the film world with me when I got it. You know, everybody's very excited. And then I got a phone call like a year later after my phone went very quiet with the agent at the time. And they said, are you still doing the films then? I said, oh, you know what? I can't read a right. I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to carry on with the fighting. I said, no, no, no. There's a radio station called Radio One in the UK, right? And they were looking, Warner Brothers were looking for a six foot seven actor to play the werewolf. But it's not an open audition. It's a, so it felt like there's something going on in my spirit world, whatever. Yeah. They're gonna get me, they're gonna get me in this way. So I make a phone call to my agent. I said, Am I still signing you guys? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, we've just been very busy, blah, blah, blah. And I, I get it, I get it. And I said, Well, Warner Brothers, Harry Potter looking for a very tall actor to play the werewolf. You know, can you get me the audition? And he'd, oh, we'll get back to you two minutes later. We got the audition, we got the audition. <laughs> so as soon as I got to Leeds and Studios, which is the Harry Potter world now, half of it's still active as a, as a film studios as well. When I got to the studios, there was a room of 30 actors. And I was like, oh, oh that's him, that's him. You know, I was just, I was just a kid that 
yeah. was buzzing, you know? I'd never come from any acting background. I was a fighter, you know? Yeah. So I'm, now I'm on the Harry Potter film, auditioning <laughs> for the werewolf, you know? It's like, put, put yourself in my mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I still couldn't read too good then. And now I'm fine, I hope you're with the big boys, but then I was just a kid in the head. So... I, get, I, I do the I do the do the audition and then he called me back a week later and then it's like half the people are going. I'm thinking, where's everybody going? <laughs> and then he called me back for another audition, a third. Yeah. Like, where's everybody going? You know. <laughs> then they tell me and Marnitz, we've got the job, and that's how my film gods got me into the industry. You know. Yeah. And then I went from then I went from Harry Potter to Batman Begins to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to Bell from Grounds to Dead Man's Cards, Aragon, Stardust, Golden Compass, Ghost Rider. And just went woof. And just went off, yeah. strapped myself in, and just <laughs> rolled, rolled with it. Yeah. I just enjoyed every single beat minute because yeah. I'm at home when I'm in the films. I've still got my home at home, but I'm I'm really right. work wise. Yeah. I'm really. It, it honestly comes through that you're very passionate about it, which I like to see. Someone who really likes what they're doing, and uh, I'm sure that comes through in in the roles you play. So, yeah. if you don't mind talking about it, what was uh, how hard was it to learn to read and write? You know, in your adult life. It was very, 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 very hard, you know. I'd, uh, I literally, I remember having, because I, I went into one of the, I went, you know, the film Snatch? Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, Tommy, the short, fat, short, heavy, heavy guy yeah. with, with a lot of weight, uh, the scouter, Tommy, I, was, I auditioned for that role. So when I went into, into the audition, this big guy coming in, the, the producer came up to me, one of them and said, listen, you've got this part, you've got this part, just deliver your dialogue. I'm thinking, what's dialogue? Because <laughs> I've gone through, I've gone from school, high school, college, just rolling with it. Do you know what I mean? Because I couldn't read, I was not taking anything in, but because of my energy and that, people just let me get on with it, you know? <sighs> so I went in there and I was trying to read the, 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 the lines, but I was reading it like a five-year-old and bring Thomas the Tang engine, mate. I'd be like, um, going to <clears throat> smash your face, you know. And then all of a sudden, they were laughing at first, and then the penny dropped. Oh, my God, he can't read, you know? And I, then I, by the end, the, the pressure had come up. Their ears were going hot. And they said, just put put the script down, Spend just self-prov. And I'm thinking, what self-prov mean? I was just scared, man. I was just scared. Yeah. I was just scared. In a, a young boy in a man's body, I was just scared. I knew it was my road. I knew it was my passion. I knew it was my future, but I was thinking, how can I do this? I can't even read, man. I'm supposed to be an actor and doing this. So I just, honestly, I, I got emotional and I come out of the room and one of the producers said, listen, you've got a, you've got a face, what we want. You've got a presence. Do yourself a favour. Go and get yourself some sight reading lessons. We'll see you again in the future. I don't even know who that producer was, but I held, you know, he, he, he was the key to me, yeah. you know, and he gave me that that confidence to go and have some sight read, reading lessons and it just it was a slow process but we got there you know and I went and done some uh, courses with the selection the cerebella didn't develop properly through childhood so back muscle here so there's different things juggling beanbags balancing on balls little things like that when you're reading and <clears throat> it triggers it sets it going again you know there's a lot of dyslexic people out there. there's a lot in the industry you know the film industry and we all have our ways to deal with it you know what i mean but now it, it, if you don't put so much pressure on yourself any kids listening out there if you don't put some or adults don't put so much pressure on pressure yourself where you drag yourself through mud trying to get it in just accept it open it up have a drink of water and just relax man 
I just yeah. read, learn through it and put pictures to the words. Read just before bed, it goes in, we're like computers. <coughs> and put it in, put it in your, your walkman and go for a walk or hit the bag and you do the dialogue and it just helps you so much. It's amazing. So um, now asked, I'm like locking it in. It's great. Yeah. I also do a pro wrestling podcast and my uh, co-host on that show is dyslexic. And when he went to school, uh, he's been open about it. So he won't mind me saying they put him in like special classes thinking he just wasn't, you know, smart and stuff because they did know a lot about dyslexia at the time. So yeah. Like, like yeah. Saying. They put me in, we, we, they put me in the, in the Remy's, the remedials yeah. class, you know what right, I mean? Same and that, yeah. Mrs. Horribin, my teacher was like a second mother. She was amazing. She really got the kids in there, you know, it, it's just a, it's such a shame because there's a lot of kids that have been lost and gone into a dark world or been gone off and naughty things. But if you could have got hold of them in the beginning and go, oh, it's dyslexia, right? We, we know about dyslexia. We've Now we look what we're going to do with you. Let's see what skills you have. Let's work on them. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of kids got could have got saved back then. But now it's the best time to have dyslexia because you understand about it. You know, there's a lot of research gone into this, you know. <coughs> look, Darth Vader's dyslexic, man. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, any yeah. kids, Darth Vader's dyslexic, it's cool. Yeah, he's a good role model, Darth Vader, so yeah. There you go. Yeah. So um, coming back from uh, the combat sports and doing stunts, um, any problems with injuries? You know what? <coughs> not too bad. You know, not too bad. They're, I'm not a trained stuntman. I'm an actor doing my own stunts, but the stunt world are like my family. You know, I've known them from, from the start, get up. Uh, I was like jumping off 100-foot buildings with the stender wires on me. I'd never done it before in my life, but they know, I say to the stunt world, they know what I'm capable. I'm a big guy that can move well. You know, they don't see too many guys my height that can move the way I do. You know, I'm old now, I'm 50. Don't work, I don't look not like I used to, but I can still have it. But um, they, I used to say, to, they, they know what I'm capable of. And, but they looked after me. They didn't kill me. But they let me go and let me do things, you know, what stunt guys would do. Do you know what I mean? And uh, if if I was a lot younger when I went into the film industry, I probably would have went more into the stunt world, you know what I mean, and really studied the six arts, you know, because to be a professional stuntman, you've got to be pretty special, man. There's a lot of training, a lot of hours, a lot of money goes into their training. And they're the, they're, they're the elite of the industry, you know, they're the, they're the best actors, the best stunt guys, the best this, the best that. They are they're the pretty elite, very, very special people. And it's, yeah. uh, I feel honored to be called a stuntman a few times in my career, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, um, go back to Wolfman quick, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Who who plays the Wolfman of Anthony Hopkins' character? Uh, Dave Garrick, stunt guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I know stunt guys. At the time, I had stunt guys as well to play us. You know what I mean? There's like yeah. Rick English and then one of the other guys were doing uh, the Wolfman as well in the fight scene. But, you know, obviously they didn't have the stilts on and couldn't go too close because they had the masks on. But me and Dave had the full makeups. But it was just, it couldn't be done without the whole team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You needed the actors there. You needed the stunt guys in there. They needed everybody to be to make it complete. You know what I mean? Because it was so intense, that film, what was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I don't want to say your favorite monster, but what what are the the characters you play that are like the most uh, important to you? You know what? Like I say, I'm a bit spiritual. Every character that I play is a gift from above. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. It comes from a different power. How I got in was like, wow, 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 amazing. You know, I do love playing a monster. I do love it. But again, I don't know if you know the film called Green Street. 
I'm not sure if I know this one. It, it, you have a little watch of Green Street 3. You've, there's right. three of them, Green Street 1, 2 and 3. I'm the head of Millwall. He's not very nice to smash it. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. I'm going to smash your fucking face in. You know what I mean? He's one of them guys, you know? And um, he's the head of Millwall. So I have like 20 fights because I waited almost 20 years to throw me kicks and me punches about on screen. <laughs> I thought I thought they would have let me do it back in the day, you know, but my characters at the time didn't do that, you know? And uh, so he's, a, I love, I love the martial arts side as well, the green street. But my mum used to say to me when I was a kid, there's something in this. She goes, stop hitting people, stop kicking people and stop being a monster. <laughs> and then being a professional kickboxer playing monsters in the film you know? <laughs> right. so yeah, don't always funny. listen to your mom is another thing to say. there you go yeah. there you go <laughs> is there a competition amongst um um people who uh like yourself who play these monsters is there is there a friendly competition or is there a real competition because i assume uh, you're up for I, a lot of the same roles yeah you know it's, it's like anything whoever gets that job it's his job you know it's got his name over it you know i could if i was i've been to a few few gigs i've seen some of my friends and then they get it i'm the first on the phone to congratulate them do you yeah. know what i mean I, i'm not one of them that they'll be bitter about somebody else getting that role that i wanted i'm like listen it wasn't my time man it's your job go and smash it i'll, I'll see that character again maybe one day hopefully you know what i mean yeah. it's like there's a, there was a there was a funny feeling on victor frankenstein i'm like i say i'm connected to my some of stuff and I knew one day I'm going to be playing Frankenstein in my head I, just, I know I'm going to play that character one day yeah, yeah? <clears throat> so I get a phone call right off uh, Neil Gordon's team uh, they're bringing me in to play um, no actually they I got their phone call first to come in to, the, to, to audition for a part on Frankenstein so I thought great it's going to be the monster blah 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 blah. but it wasn't it's to play the strong man in the circus right right so you got and I thought <laughs> yeah I thought oh it must be that's funny. I thought I was going to play the monster. Oh, that's it. Must be just because I'm in a Frankenstein. Then okay, so I go there for the fit in. Blah 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 blah. Great. This is on the Friday. I go back home, and then they call me in. Uh, the, the, the 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 first AD rings me up on the Sunday evening. He goes, "Hi, Spender. What it is?" And I go, "I stopped him straight away." You want you you want me to play Frankenstein, don't you? And he goes, "Now how the hell do you know that? I'm just coming out of production office." <laughs> I said, "I just had a feeling, you know, because the other guy that was playing Frankenstein, it was too much work. He needed two guys for that costume. It was just too much work for him." And I went, "Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> you know what I mean?" So I'm very very lucky and feel very blessed that Warner Brothers gave me two credits on the same film. That's yeah. quite unheard of, you know what I mean? Because they always yeah. have one guy for that role, you know. So I play <laughs> the strongman in the circus. That's my real tash. You know what I mean? Oh, I, grew, yeah, I grew a big beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew that beard. I grew that beard. Uh -huh. And then he shaped it. And then I play, uh, obviously, Prometheus the monster at the end, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Me and the friend's side. Yeah. Loved it. Great. Yeah. What, 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 was that, uh, what was that set like, too? Because it's a really cool set at the end of the movie there. It's very cool. It's a, you know, it was a real set. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was a wet set. <clears throat> obviously because it's raining and stuff like yeah. that. When I, was, I was saying just any performers out there, if you're in a suit... Right, and you get wet, and you start getting cold, and you stay still and feel fine, and then don't worry about that. No, 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 don't stay still. You move about. You keep that rainwater warm in your body. Yeah, otherwise you'll seal it. You'll seal yourself up, and it's going to be a long day for you because they're not going to cast another guy to get through that day. You gotta, you gotta bring it. You know, do your job. Do your job. Right. So if you, if you, if your suit's getting wet, just keep on moving, man. Keep on moving. You'll be out here at the end of the day. Just keep on moving and keep that character real. You know, mm -hmm. so so obviously the, the other performer who who wasn't used to them suits, he was feeling it. 
So I, I give him a little few tips. Keep on moving about in it, man. Keep yourself warm. And then as soon as he did that, he was sound. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, you worked with Daniel Radcliffe twice then. Like, did did you work with him much on the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, you know. At Harry Potter, Daniel, Marnie and Ron, right? They were yeah. 14 years old. Myself and Alan Rickman sang happy birthday to Daniel on his 14th birthday. Yeah. It's not wild. You yeah. know what I mean? And Daniel, I have got, he's, a, he's in my heart. I love Daniel. He's a, he's a beautiful man. He's a brilliant man, brilliant performer. He's just a brilliant human being. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. kept himself grounded. He's just cool. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember years, years, years later, I seen Dan 10 years later, whatever, on Frank's house. I don't know if you remember me, Dan. He goes, shut up, Sven. Go remember you. I went, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan remembers awesome. me. You know I mean? And yeah, I was, exactly. I was, what I was like about him too. He does a lot of really weird movies because you know he could be like an A-list actor, which he is, but, uh, but he also does a lot of small, weird, strange movies that uh, I think uh, I, I respect that because he gives he, you know, he takes chances on on weird roles. Yeah, well, he's a brilliant performer. He just did, yeah. does his thing, doesn't he? You know what I mean, uh, cameras in front of you, you're still doing your job, man. And you know, you know, it, it's one of them. Uh, an actor always keeps on wanting to test himself, see where he can go, see what he can bring in. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's yeah. what I do anyway. You know, some of these roles, is, you know, but he's obviously Dan, he's, he's huge. You know, he's a huge performer and a huge actor and A-lister and everything. And whatever he does, he, he turns into into gold, doesn't he? So that yeah, means that's, it. yeah, I'm always interested when he's in something. So uh, years ago, I interviewed Ben Chapman. I have the picture up here who played Creature from the Black Lagoon in the 1954 original film. And wow. he talked about having the couldn't gain or lose like even a pound because the suit was molded to him. Um, is that still kind of the same way? So if you're playing something where, you know, uh, it's shot over a long period of time, you have to make sure like you keep the, the same body. It's funny, you know, you, if you're working on a film and you're in that, you're on that show for six months. So, and it's got craft services. It's got a big budget, lots of food, lots of food. <laughs> but you, I'm not saying, I'm not saying any names or anything like that, but, You've seen people coming on set for the first time and you see them changing shapes <laughs> with all the craft services <laughs> right, and stuff. Right. They're putting a few pounds on, you know what I mean? But when you're in a costume, yeah, you're in a sweatsuit, right? Right. right. And you, you lose weight, you don't put it on. Do you know what I mean? You lose weight. Sometimes you've got to try and put it in more, more fluids, more eating, or your suit, your suit goes saggy, you know? Yeah. But uh, not many creature performers put weight on in the suits. They remain uh, that way, you know? You said you're, you know, you're, you're bulkier now than you were when you did like the, the Wolfman. Um, yeah. Are you good at like, um, like, so if you have to play a more slender character, can you like, uh, you know, take your body down? If you got to bulk up, is it easy for you to go up and down? Well, it, I'm just like, like I say, I'm 50 now. So my body's just yeah. find its natural weight as you go through. But if I get a role and they turn around to me and say, spend in three months time, we want you to lose three stone. I'll lose three stone. You know, but uh, that's never happened. So they're just they're just giving me characters to to fix me what what works for me and looks good on camera. I'm a big guy now, so I'm going to play a big character. You know, yeah. they can't go smaller, but they can go bigger. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless they, they computerize you, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm 50 now. I don't think I'll be losing three stone. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I have a lot of you know people play monsters on the show, and a lot of them are very slender people because. You know they play the slender characters, but you're a bulkier yeah. guy, so you know I guess it'd be you know depending on what kind of character they they want. Uh, yeah. Like I've had Javier Botet on the show, who's a very, very slender guy, 
who played yeah. like Mama and stuff. And uh, so they would probably want him for that role and you for the beast, beast from the ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because I'm very tall though as well. And if they stick, again, I'm big, but I don't look so big when I'm taller, you know? Right. right. And I can move like a middle, I, I can move like somebody half my weight. Yeah, that's probably you know a very I mean? important thing. Yeah. So you'll see me in the costumes. I still look pretty slim, you know? Yeah. Well, how about playing an orc? Yeah. <laughs> so I get that call, right? And uh, it's Lord of the Rings, Shadow of War, Friend or Foe, the video game. But they're using live, they're using live makeup, real makeups on live actors for the game, you know, and obviously CGI in the background, flying dragons and stuff like that. So when I played Loruk, right, he is the baddest, you know, he's got a, He's mean, man. He's cutting heads off, licking the blood. He's he's got fingers around his neck. He's just a badass orc, you know. Yeah. And he was a lot of fun to play. But we filmed in Ukraine, right? We filmed in Ukraine on the Black Sea. That was ten foot thick of ice, right? Uh, it was minus twenty six. Oh, right. Yeah. Or there was loads of extras with bearskins on. There was there was four main actors. I was one of the four. The other three actors had bare skins on this, that, and the other. I had painted blue skin, <laughs> right, with a few rested metal bits on my shoulders, you know. And uh, I was running along the beach in my shorts at six in the morning trying to condition myself. I was going to sleep with a window open. And it just, you cannot, it's very hard to condition yourself for that sort of temperature. <laughs> I, I had 10 girls with hair dryers trying to keep you warm. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just, you know, but the, it, if the character wasn't so tough, I don't think I would have got for the job. But the but the Naruk is such a badass. He yeah. just was like, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> he was just badass, man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, face me, talk. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's just, ah, oh. yeah, he's gnarly. You have a really so, cool voice too for these uh, roles. Yeah. Oh, I can, and any any character, what, whatever voice he has, he'll come through me. Everything will change in my body. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. When I mentioned you were on, my brother's a huge comic book fan, so he was really excited. He's like, he's the guy who who who, who steals yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. headphones. So, uh, how fun was Guardians of the Galaxy? It was great, but it wasn't the original character I was supposed to be playing. Oh, really? Do you remember the film? Do you remember the film? Right? Yeah. Do you remember when the, the character goes take it down to the showers? It'd be easy to clean up the blood down right, right? Right, right. That's what they were going to cast me for, but they went, no, no, he's going to have the mean guard instead. I'm like, oh, he's not talking. He's just a lot about so I'm cool with it. But everybody all over this planet go, oh, you've been gone. You know, <laughs> he was in it for 30 seconds, but it, it, it's, it's his presence, man. He's, he's a real alien. And yeah. it, that presence came through me to come across from the screen. And uh, Mr. James Gunn, after the scene, if you watch the Blu-ray special features, you see the mean guard dancing through the prison and yeah. shouting at the prisoners, you know? And... Uh, I was in the trailer. Sometimes they don't get to you if if things are slowing down on set. They may not get to you. And you you're, you're but you're still there. You're being paid. You're in your full makeup. You're in your trailer. Just sit. Be patient. This again for the people who are sitting in the trailer all day. They don't get to you. Don't worry about it. It's all good. They will do when they're ready and when they can. When they can. Sometimes things get put back. So uh, there was. So I've been in the trailer all day in full makeup, and they had half an hour before going to overtime. Now a production that size, when you go to overtime, you're talking a lot of money. You know, it chips away at the budget. You know what I mean? And James going come up to me trailer. He goes, Spend. Do you think you can do us a favour? Sorry, sorry, you've been in the trailer when I got to you. I said, No, no, it's cool, man. Yeah, what, what do you want? He said, What we want you to do, right? We want you to go through the prison. Start dancing when you hear the make the music and uh, be really, really mean to one of the prisoners. 
Yeah, we'll do that. So the first take, and James goes so cool, man. He has raccoons running around his neck, all his all his best mates are little creatures. And he's such a cool dude, man. Him and his brother. I've met, you know, I've met his brother on the Comic Con, Sean on the circuit. Great guy. So <clears throat> so I so we they, they go to me, do you want the music playing on the outside so everybody can hear it? Because it's a massive stage, loads of extras, loads of performers in there. Or do you just want it through the ears, the, 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 you know, the headphones? I said, can you do it for the headphones and outside? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. I said, right, sound, brilliant. So we do that. So I went through, I was dancing through the prison, the, the steady camera's right in my face, following me through, dancing, dancing, dancing. And then I tried to electrocute one of the prisoners, Pissing me off, do you know what I mean? Looking me in the wrong way. Don't do that. I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm there. God, don't do that. Don't even make. Don't even make eye contact with me. You know what I mean? He's one of them guys. You know. And then they, they cut, and it's dead quiet for a second. And then everybody started laughing. Away. Oh, that's a good sound. Everybody laughs when I dance anyway. So it's one of them. And James going come up to me. He goes, Ben, that was hilarious. And he goes, but it's a little bit too good. He goes, do you think you can dance like an alien? I went, hey, you've employed an alien. You'll get an alien. So I took all the beats back messed about and that's what they went with but it's a great great scene and it's it's a special yeah. feature for deleted scenes but it's a cool it's very cool yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah that was my role as the mean guard and i thoroughly enjoyed that film yeah it's very fun and uh i'm a big fan of james gunn i like his movies and i also like that he came from uh low budget trauma movies and become you know huge and he still remembers that because he always puts lloyd kaufman you know in cameos yeah. in his movies yeah. I like yeah, that he doesn't don't... forget his roots, you know. So yeah, and you know what? Are we going into this future film that we might be playing? Yeah. What do you what what do you what what are you, work, what are you working on? Well, well you might I'm be sure working. I can't tell you about the film. But I can tell you about Toxic Avengers. Oh, very. Oh, very cool. I'm can't tell you with more Kaufman. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, can't tell you any more than that. But I am on the show, and uh, I can't wait. And it's. It's going to be so, you know, anybody, I've watched some of the shows, you know, the trauma shows, and it's they're just crazy. They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, all I can say is uh, you won't be disappointed. Oh, very, yeah, very cool. I've had Lloyd on many times, and yeah. uh, and Mark Torgel, who plays the, the original nerd who becomes uh, the Toxic Avenger. So I've been very excited about this, uh, the new one. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, great. Kevin Bacon's in it. He's an awesome, you know, living legend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he sang "Happy Birthday" to the missus. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> very she, awesome! You know, yeah. She's been in love with him since she's a kid. Yeah, like, oh, Joe, got somebody to talk to you. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> he sang it. Jolene. Yeah. Uh, missus name called Jolene. He sang Jolene to her. Jolene, Jolene. No, no, a lot better than that. <laughs> oh, that's very yeah. sweet. I like this, but yeah, yeah, he's and, a, he's and, a seven, and if you ever play Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, you, you, you're you're easy. You don't have to. You know, you're right there. The first uh, yeah. degree. Cool. <laughs> yeah. What what else? Are uh, you have anything else that you're working on currently? Um so I've just obviously the devil's out now. And if you have if, if there's anybody out there who hasn't seen the devil, you've got to go watch yeah, it. Especially what it's one of them films you watch at the cinema. You know? Yeah. I, I try to watch it. everything in them. I think it's better. But that kind of movie, because uh the sets are so cool and you got the monsters, yeah. everything going on, it's definitely and it wasn't something. a huge budget. They did so well. Yeah, they've done a lot they with did not so well, budget. man. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Nathan did a brilliant job, you know. And Nathan's great, isn't he? Yeah, really. he's awesome. I'm, yeah. A, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Nathan. I, I love him. And I met his family and that. He's such a cool guy. Oh, nice. and, and the Czech guys, they're a great film production. You know, they're really cool guys. Uh, so what I've got next, so I've done that. We've got uh, 
can't tell you obviously too much about the film, but we've got Dungeons and Dragons oh, coming out. Cool. I'm a big D and I grew up as a D player, so this is fun. Again, it's yeah. gonna be very exciting. Yeah, the fans are gonna love it. They're gonna be they're gonna be sitting on the edge of the seat thinking they're Coca-Cola and eat that popcorn. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're going to love that. And then we've got, uh, obviously, Toxic Avengers. Then we've got Judgment of Paris. That's a cool show. It's going to be great. Uh, and then they've done another good for, for the ITV, a little a little TV show. But um, it's going to be a big, big, big uh, film for releases for Spencer Warren this year. You know, because last year was, well, it's, oh, it's quiet last year, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, every job out there, people struggled. Do you know what I mean? So, uh but now we're, we're clicking back in here now and things are opening back up and everything's good and uh, the phone's going, which is great. Yeah, definitely. Well, it would be fun to have you back on when uh, when Toxic Avenger and D&D comes out. Well, I've, listen, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I had a great time. And I hope everybody understands my, my accent oh, yeah, in, you in America. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I do speak a little bit quick, but uh, I get excited. <laughs> I, I, that <laughs> comes through, about which is very, it makes me happy. And uh, where can people follow you to see what you're up to? (coughs) Right, okay. So I'm on Twitter. I've got my little blue tick. There are some fake sites out there, so go for the one with the blue tick. That's at Big Spen Wilding, right? Uh, On Instagram, I'm at Spencer Wilding. On Facebook, I'm official Spencer Wilding. So uh, that's if you want to follow me, please come along and join yourselves. And uh, we've got some really exciting stuff coming out this year. So you, so. uh, uh, I, I won't let you down. You know, it's, it's some good stuff there. And I'm pleased because, you know, time is precious. So thank you very much for giving up some of your time to come and yeah, watch some of my stuff. thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I hope not, your, your not, mom's not, okay. Not a problem. Yeah, mum's going to be good. So we're at the hospital here today. So I'm a little bit of work done on myself. So uh, so she, she's going to be good. So say your prayers out there. Keep my mum safe. Operation goes good and that. We'll go into detail with it. But, she, she, you know, she's a sweetheart, my mum. People, good parents, good kids. So uh, thank you very much for bringing me on. Thank you. I really, any, I really had a good time. Any, and if there's any kids out there, be careful crossing the road, look both ways, and eat your sprouts and follow <laughs> your dreams. I eat, I eat Brussels sprouts every day. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With good gravy. Love the gravy. Got to be about the gravy. I mean, All, right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Spencer. It's been great. All right, mate. Brilliant. Thank Take you. care. Take care. You as well. Bye. Bye.
one to tell you, mister, but it's about your sister. Your sister is a werewolf, and she has the moon. Your sister is a werewolf, she'll be coming soon. Your sister is a werewolf.